Hi, everybody. Welcome back. This week, I have HD with us. I'm super excited to share with you who he is and what he's all about. So with that said, uh, HD, take a second to say hello to everyone. Hey, folks. Great. If you could tell us a little bit more about your business, that would be great uh, before we do the one word open. So just give us a high level overview, the name of the company, and then we'll get into the details later. But just give the name of the company and all that good stuff. Okay. Yeah. Rumble Inc. Uh, creates a IT asset um, inventory platform that does active-based network discovery. Uh, we help people figure out what's connected to their network. Awesome. And what's your one more to open for today, HD? Um, discovery. Discovery. Wonderful. Why? <laughs> <laughs> it's what we do, right? It's kind of what's been driving my, my, my career, my life, and how I get excited about technology. That's really, really cool. Okay. Now let's dive deep in your business. Talk about how your story, your why, how you got started, where you are, and what you're up to, that'd be great. Okay, yeah, the short version is I've been you know, a hacker at heart for 20 something years. Uh, both myself and my co-founder have been working in security space, building out you know, everything from MSSPs to vault scanning to pen test tools, working on the Metaspite project for about 15 years, building that up. Um, very focused on like, how do you break into stuff and where are the weak links? But one thing we noticed you know, building all these tools is that we realized that no one has any idea what's on the network in the first place. And all the legacy tools on the IT side really require credentials, your Active Directory password, your SNB credentials, your you know, CLI credentials to tell you anything about your network. And if you look at the security side of things, they typically don't have access to IT tooling and they're looking at their security tools as their inventory, as they're, uh, they're using like kind of the side effects or the exhaust of security tooling as a way of getting a handle on what's on the network. So we realized like there's an opportunity here to build something that is really useful, not just for the security team, but also for the IT team and also to support things like finance and depreciation and things like that. Um, so we really um, you know, started from scratch and said, hey, we're just going to build a discovery tool. All we care about is doing the best possible job of figuring out what's on the network. And that's all we're doing. We're not going to sell you change management. We're not going to sell you backups. We're just going to tell you basic discovery and understanding your network. What do we need to do and how do we need to build that? So we've been doing that for about three years now. Uh, we've got over 100 customers. We've got about 6,000 free users on our free tier for small businesses and home users. Um, and it's going really well. Awesome. Thank you. So who's your typical um, sweet spot of a client that you help, by the way? Uh, what we love is anybody, the worse your network is, the better our, our software helps, basically. Like, because if you have an environment where there's lots of MA or lots of students, like your university, or it's really widely distributed, like a state government, um, anything where you have uh, not a single credential that'll work on everything, that's perfect for us because we don't need credentials for anything. We'll tell you Mac addresses, hardware, build dates, you know, all sorts of fun information about all your network and how it's connected without logging into anything, without any credentials. So, um, whether you're the security person, networking person, or IT person, you can plug the tool in and get to work. That's awesome. I appreciate you sharing that with me because I want the audience to know, you know, exactly, you know, as they're listening, they're trying to understand your business and who you help. I want them to get a good overall picture of like, you know, what you're all about and who you help. So I appreciate that. Talk about a recent win, to, um, you know, something that you just experienced and also what you learned from it. So our audience could also have that takeaway as well. Let's see. There's a, there's been a lot of fun stuff lately. So I'm trying to give a good one. Um, we help customers with uh, identifying all kinds of weird network misconfigurations. Uh, so one of the fun things we can do in the product is we can find all routable private IPs reachable from your company network. We can say, find all RFC 1918 and scan all of it. And we do that through sampling. We do that through discovery, lots of cool discovery techniques. Um, one thing that one of our customers did who runs a large museum in the South of the US is they ran an RFC 1918 scan and they kept finding thousands and thousands of devices that were not theirs. And they're like, why am I seeing all this stuff? Ends up the ISP wasn't filtering traffic between their customers. They were routing all their customers backend networks between each other. And that was one of the very quick wins for us was like, holy cow, we found this massive misconfiguration. Uh, it could have led to you know a breach or security exposure or data leaks. So it was really good that we found that really quick. And just one of the surprising outcomes of doing heavy discovery. You know, think about the listeners right now. Think about how many eyebrows were raised as they're listening to this. They're like, 
whoa, like that's crazy. So I'm so that's really unique, and and that's good that you're kind of building awareness about that. So that's that's a good win. What about a recent failure? What's a recent failure that you ran across, and what did you learn from it? One thing we really try to focus on is not knocking devices over. Like we try to be really safe with scanning. So we do all this stuff trying to make sure we don't knock things over. We have a really safe scan engine. It's basically a passive scanner. We don't send any security related traffic. And we thought we had this like super, like we thought we had this nailed down. We thought we had this like pretty much anywhere. We have clinical ICS, everyone using us for their stuff, no matter what kind of network. And then we had a customer reach out saying, hey, my Xerox printers keep reloading when you scan them. And we're like, what, how? Like, how, what, what are we doing wrong? So we've got, we just had to go through with a fine tooth comb and look through every single packet we send, every type of way we monitor it. What we so far believe is going on is if you connect to a port and you just don't send any traffic at all, the whole system just crashes and restarts. And so that's one of the things that's really difficult for us to you know, prevent because obviously we're not sending any traffic. We're trying to very you know nicely fingerprint it. But it's one of those cases where some vendor software is just so fragile that you still cause crashes just by not sending data as opposed to sending the wrong data. Interesting. That's um, I, I you, you know you run your business day in day out. You never think about these intimate details of what you just described. So again, I'm super thankful for you sharing that with us. Um, what would you tell your, if you could go back and tell, talk, you know, give one piece of advice to your 21 year old self, if you could turn back time, what would you say to yourself in terms of one advice? If you could only give one advice to yourself back in the day. Uh, honestly, I'd probably uh, tell myself to change jobs more frequently. I've always been kind of a loyalist. I just, you know, join a small company and I stay, you know, ride or die to the end. And sometimes that works out great when it's a great team and sometimes it's a not so great team. So one of the first companies I started just had their exit almost 20 years later. Um, so I got a coffee out of it, but you know, it's one of those things where, uh, you know, I probably would have been happier if I moved on earlier. Understood. That's, that's really powerful. What about, um, just in, in, as a generalization, any founders, CEOs, or other leaders that are listening, what's one piece of advice you would give them as they're like, just, you know, having enjoying this conversation with us. I think the big one for me is when you look at your market, you look at where you are, um, it's, it's not a contest of checkboxes. If you look at the way the analysts look at products, how they compare them, that's one view of the world. But what really matters is, are you solving customer problems? Are you actually solving their needs? And we've kind of taken the approach that we're just going to ignore what the analysts say. We're going to just listen to our customers and our entire roadmap is driven by what people tell us and what they need. And it's kind of, it's been really freeing not to have to care about, you know, do we have this feature because competitors have those features. Instead of just saying, our customer wants this kind of weird thing that we never heard anyone ask for before. But if we nail that, holy cow, it opened up all these new like opportunities we didn't know existed. So for us, it's very much like just trying to keep the blinders on, really focus on the customer outcome and not looking at what our competitors are doing, what the analysts are saying. I love it. And are you one of my good friends? We always talk about this. We talk about are you, in are you in love with the problem or the solution? So I have to ask you this question. Are you the type of leader that is in love with the problem or are you in love with the solution? I'd say, honestly, you got to do both. I feel like, you know, one thing you definitely want to solve the problem, but the reason why you think you're capable of solving the problem is that you already have in your head an idea of what you think the solution will be. And you're really excited to go build that solution. That doesn't mean that, you know, if it doesn't work out, you just keep following it as long as you possibly can. No, you got to change gears. If it doesn't work, right? You have to understand that, you know, maybe you're using the wrong tools, maybe it's the wrong approach to it. But end of the day, like, I think you really need both. You really need to not only understand the problem and really want to solve it, but you have to have a really... Uh, confident view of how you want to solve it too. And, you know, there's definitely problems on both sides. If you can only care about the problem and then you just kind of, you know, change around what you build all the time, or you only care about the solution and you're using a hammer to do everything, right? And that doesn't work either. So I feel like you, there's, there's, a, um, there's a friendly balance there, I believe. So true. I couldn't agree with you more. Um, are you, are you an, um, an active, uh, do you have time to read books at all? And yeah, I read quite a bit. Do you, um, okay, electronic or paper? 
uh, mostly digital and mostly like pulp science fiction garbage. It's great. Yeah. Can you give us the title of a recent uh, book you read so our audience could kind of get a taste? Um, yeah, this may actually need a second to pull it up. My apologies. Um, awesome. I, you know, I love uh, almost all of Charles Strauss stuff for sure. I think my most recent book I read was uh, Nanetti Okafor's uh, Remote Control, uh, which is just an amazing book in lots of ways. Awesome. Thanks for sharing that with us. Um, what about right now, as we've hit our stride clearly in this conversation, um, we're having fun. What's that one question you think I should ask should have asked you, but I didn't. So what would that be? Um, I guess I'd say like, um, how did you become a CEO as opposed to just being yet another, you know, nerd slinging code like I have been for years? Great. Let's do it. <laughs> My take there is like, I actually did not want to be an executive. I actually had no interest in running a company and doing all the fun legal side and, and accounting and all that kind of fun stuff. But end of the day, no one knows your business better than you do. And if you're trying to build a solution, you really want to get customers, you actually want to get them to use it. And all you really care about is like building the solution. And well, let's say you're, you're very technical and you really want to build a platform. You can't really realize that until you get customers to use it. And that means going through all the obstacles, understanding their needs. Like, so end of the day, like I'm really starting to actually enjoy the CEO side of things, but you know, I'm coming from the, I want to write some code and let customers you know, use it. And that's, I get most of my joy of my work comes from customers using code. I wrote and the solving problems and being happy with it. But I realized like, you can't, you can't hand that off to somebody else. You can't find a CEO who's just going to drop in and care about the customers the same way and do those things. So end of the day, it means stepping up and doing that work, even though it's not, you know, it wasn't my wheelhouse and it's not something that I was comfortable with when I started, but I feel like I'm fin finally getting into the swing of things. Absolutely. It's your passion and no one could do better than you. So that's really great. Um, if our listeners wanted to find out more information about your company, uh, let us know how they could get in contact with you. Okay. Yeah. www.rumble.run, which is a very strange TLD, but I love it. It's easy and hopefully you can remember it. Uh, but that's kind of where you can find stuff about our product, what we do. We've got a free tier for small businesses up to 256 assets, which is most people with like 100 employees or less, as well as home users. Um, strangely enough, most of our enterprise users start off using the product at home and be like, hey, this thing's cool. Let me take it to work. So we, we love our, our, our you know free tier, basically. Awesome. I'll be sure to put that in the show notes as well. And as we're coming to an end here, if you could sign us off with a one word close, I know we started with discovery and then what can we finish it up with and also tell us why. So what is your one word close? I'm just grateful. Perfect. All right. Thank you so much. I appreciate your time. And this has been an outstanding conversation. I can't wait to have you back on here soon to catch up with you. Appreciate it. Thank you, Tony. Thank you.